Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Welcome to Prophecy Countdown. I'm Pastor Ken, and we provide two updates each week, one on Sunday and then the other one on Wednesday. On Sundays, our messages premiere at 1 p.m. and then on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. The title of my message today is Fulfilled Prophecy. As the name of our podcast implies, our podcasts always have a prophecy thread, and particularly today, as we'll be talking about how Jesus fulfilled very specific prophecies regarding who the Messiah would be. Uh, we love answering questions, particularly related to prophecy. If you have a question, please send us an email. That's how we get a lot of our topics for these uh, these podcasts. Our email address is prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. That's prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Now, every year as we get closer and closer to Christmas, we see a cascade of TV movies, all with a Christmas theme. Most of these involve snow, uh, shopping, Santa Claus, a special Christmas wish, and of course, always a happy ending. If your family's like our family, we all look forward to and enjoy seeing some of our favorite Christmas movies. Unfortunately, only a few of them focus on the true miracle of Christmas, or bother to highlight the reason of this, reason for the season, as this is the celebration of the birth of our Savior. You know, we know much about the birth of Jesus Christ, as it's fully documented in the Gospel of Luke, which is where we get most of our familiar Christmas lines that Linus so eloquently delivered, and also the Gospel of Matthew, those two Gospels in particular. Particularly, the uh, story that is depicted in our nativity scenes, the manger scenes that you have around the house, or we used to see in front of our city halls and our churches, is from these gospel accounts. Now, while in Bethlehem, you know the story, Mary gives birth to Jesus and she wraps him in swaddling cloths. She lays him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. The shepherds in the nearby fields, keeping watch over their flock, are visited by an angel of the Lord who tells them uh, peace to men of goodwill and comes down and tells them that the Savior, Jesus Christ, the Christ the Lord, is born that day in the city of Bethlehem. The shepherds are told that they will find the infant Christ wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. Now the shepherds, along with the angels, then travel to where the baby Jesus is laying in a manger. And a manger is just a, a wooden feed box for horses, cattle, sheep, and barn animals. So you see where this theme of our, of our nativity sets comes from. Um, what you have in your home, if you have one of these, is a very faithful representation of what the gospel tells us. Now, the wise men, now that's a different story. We're going to spend some time on the wise men today, are part of the story as well. And Matthew's account tells us this. It says, Upon coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If you notice, the wise men come to the house. 
where Mary and the child and Joseph were. And so this is probably a little later, and the house wouldn't have had the shepherds or the livestock or the angels flying in the sky. But I, I think we can all appreciate the significance of adding the Magi um, who came from the east traveling to see the one that was to be born king of the Jews. So we're talking today about fulfilled prophecy. That's the topic of my message today, fulfilled prophecy. And the question I have for you is why did these Magi, these wise men from the east, that's likely present-day Iraq, uh, come to Jerusalem to inquire about the birth of the one who was to be born king of the Jews. Well, this has much to do with Bible prophecy. A lot of people don't realize when they put these wise men around the manger scene that that's actually a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. The Bible tells us that the Magi came from the east, and directly east of Jerusalem is what was known as the Parthian Empire. Now, Rome battled with the Parthian Empire for hundreds of years, but was never able to defeat it. Now, here's a picture of the Parthian Empire and its relationship with the Roman Empire. At its height, just prior to the birth of Jesus, the Parthian Empire stretched all the way from the river Euphrates to what is now central eastern Turkey to present-day Afghanistan, western Pakistan. Now, the Parthians came from this area of Persia, and they adopted the art, the architecture, the religious beliefs of ancient Babylon including the appointment of magi. Magi were wise men who were astronomers, scholars, and kingmakers. The prophet Daniel, you remember the prophet Daniel with his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Well, there was a prophet Daniel that successfully interpreted, gave the interpretation of a dream that he also knew uh, because the Lord told him to King Nebuchadnezzar. That's out of Daniel chapter 2. And the king, it says, made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of the magi, the wise men. So these wise men, these magi that came to see he who was born king of the Jews were familiar with this story of Daniel and Daniel's prophecy. Daniel, if you remember, had been given a dream uh, and an interpretation of the dream by the angel Gabriel of what's known as 77s. Seven years, seven represents seven years. And Gabriel told Daniel that the anointed one, the Messiah, would come after 69 sevens. A seven representing seven years would be, 69 sevens would be 483 years. And the angel Gabriel told Daniel that this would happen after 493 years after a decree was given to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Well, the Persian king Artaxerxes gave this decree in 445 BC. And uh, many scholars believe this is when the clock starts. And if you do the math, recognizing that the Jewish year is 360 days and not in 365, the Messiah would be expected around 31 AD. 30 or 31 AD, making the, his birth right around the time that the Gospel of Matthew says that Caesar Augustus issued, uh, Luke says Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken in the entire Roman world. So just the time that Jesus is, give, is, is, being, uh, is, is, uh, is brought into uh, this life by his virgin mother and Joseph sitting with him, sitting by his side in Bethlehem, 
is when the Magi were expecting that this Messiah, the King of the Jews, would be born. Uh, these Magi, are, we are told, are kingmakers. That was their role in the ancient world. So when they arrived in Jerusalem, the Gospel of Matthew records that they inquired, where is the one who is to be born King of the Jews? We saw a star uh, uh, when it rose and have come to worship him. And then verse 3, it says, King Herod heard this. He was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. So the question that scholars have is, is why were they disturbed? Well, King Herod, of course, was disturbed because he heard another king of the Jews was to be born. That was his title, his role. And kings are very jealous of people that could take their role from them. And, and these wise men, here's the other reason, these wise men were high-ranking officials from the Parthian Empire. And they were traveling. They were traveling with gold and frankincense and myrrh and probably a number of different things. And they probably traveled with a significant armed guard, possibly a number of Parthian soldiers. Herod and Jerusalem were very aware of the Parthians. They were near neighbors. Just 40 years prior to this, the Parthians had come in, had sacked Jerusalem, and Herod had escaped with his life by fleeing to Petra, which is in modern-day Jordan. However, these, these wise men, when they came seeking he who was born king of the Jews, uh, came in peace. They were only interested in finding the baby Jesus, presenting their gifts, and worshiping him. Imagine now how, again, it's prophecy that the scribes and the leaders in Jerusalem were able to quote regarding where the Messiah was to be born. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 4 says this, and says, And when they, they had gathered all of the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, this is Herod, where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And of course the scribes were quoting the prophet Micah. And we know the rest of the story. Uh, the Magi go and present their gifts to, to the baby Jesus, uh, who's in a house at that time, not a manger. Herod is so fearful and so jealous that he sends his soldiers out, and they kill what is known as the holy innocents, all babies that were two years of age and younger. Now, there are many, many other prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. This is why we're celebrating uh, the birth of a Savior, it's such a, this, this Christmas is actually a very important and significant joyous occasion. Uh, I've gone through the Bible myself and I've recorded over 47 particular and different prophecies regarding the Messiah that have been fulfilled by Jesus. I, I've already given you three, so let me go through some more of them. I won't go through all 47. Uh, just to show you all of the fulfilled prophecies uh, that, uh, that Jesus, the Messiah, was able to fulfill. Uh, we know, first of all, that he was born of a virgin. That's Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, that he was, he was of the tribe of Judah and a descendant of King David. That's Genesis 49, 10 and Jeremiah 23, 5. He would be called Emmanuel. That's, uh, Jer that's Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. He would come out of Egypt. Uh, that was uh, uh, from the book of Hosea. He would be called a Nazarene. That's what Isaiah says in chapter 1, 
Isaiah chapter 1, verse 11. He would be preceded by Elijah. Remember, Jesus said that John the Baptist was the fulfillment of this prophecy that was given by Malachi in chapter 4. Here's just a few more. He would be rejected by his people. That was Isaiah uh, uh, chapter 53, verse 3. He would be coming to Jerusalem on the colt. Uh, that's Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. He would be buried in a rich man's grave. That's Isaiah chapter 53, verse 9. In Psalm 78, 2, it says that he would speak in parables. Um, Isaiah 53, chapter, uh, chapter 53, verse 7 says that he would be silent before his accusers. Um, also, in chapter 53, he would be crucified with criminals. His hands and his feet would be pierced. That's out of Psalm 22, verse 16. Get this, that he would rise from the dead. Uh, this is what it says in Psalm 16, verse 10. I'll read the whole thing to you. It says, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the day, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. Uh, this Messiah would ascend into heaven. That's Psalm 68, verse 18. You know, my friends, that's over 20 prophecies I just gave you that were fulfilled by Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, that was born as a babe in Bethlehem nearly 2,000 years ago. And what's even more amazing is, did you know that there are over three times as many prophecies related to Christ's second coming as there are to his first? And just as all of the prophecies regarding Christ's first uh, birth or first, uh, first coming were fulfilled uh, literally, we can expect all 300 of these prophecies that are related to the second coming of Jesus Christ and his earthly reign to be fulfilled in like manner. As you prepare your hearts for the celebration of the coming of the Messiah uh, as a baby in Bethlehem, be sure to prepare your mind and your hearts for his second coming as well, for he is certainly coming soon. Are you ready for him? He's coming. As the Bible says, Amen, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. So Father God, we thank you, Lord, for these fulfilled prophecies because it just lifts our heart to know how you so faithfully fulfilled all of the prophecies. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today.